Illinois is one of 20 states with laws in place to protect the right to legal and safe abortion. But that's not the case for many of our neighbors in the Midwest. Here's Governor J.B. Pritzker. Well, there are states all around Illinois that are going to be anti-choice states if this ruling is handed down. So you can imagine that there's great fear among the leaders in those states who are pro-choice, that the people in their state are going to be essentially refugees for reproductive rights to Illinois. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, it could soon be illegal to get abortions in states like Kentucky and Missouri. Could this put a strain on Illinois abortion providers who are already serving a lot of patients from out of state? On the line with us now is Megan Jaifo, executive director of the Chicago Abortion Fund. Hi, Megan. Welcome back. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And Allison Dreef is the director of strategic partnership at Midwest Access Coalition. Hi, Allison. Welcome to Reset. Thanks for having me on today. Megan, can you give us a sense of who is coming to Illinois to get abortions and where they're coming from? Yeah, um, people have been traveling to Illinois for a very long time, for for decades, to access abortion care. Um, And we primarily see people from our closest neighbors in Indiana and Missouri who have um, extremely restrictive laws and then surrounding Midwestern states, but increasingly have supportive folks from Kentucky, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Iowa, um, basically any, anywhere um, and everywhere is, is where people are coming from right now um, with the current state of abortion access. So I want to get back to that big question from the top. Allison, could overturning Roe v. Wade put more of a strain on Illinois abortion pri- providers? Oh, it, we've already seen that since 2019 when six states in that year tried to ban abortion at that time. There was about a 10% increase um, in patients coming to Illinois um, where we had already, as Megan mentioned, been seeing um, clients from all over the country and internationally um, as a former employee at Hope Clinic for Women in Granite City. Um, So we're really lucky actually to be in Illinois right now where the Reproductive Health Act has been um, put into law, and we're going to be able to shoulder that burden, not just for the Midwest and Upper South, um, but with far more reaching implications, as yeah. Megan pointed out, To You know, and the bigger question, Allison, really is, is can we handle it? Can Is this state prepared yeah. to handle it? Oh, I think so. You know, um, Hope Clinic for Women, for example, is a 10,000-square-foot facility that is able to see about 10,000 patients a year. They're, you know, seeing somewhere um, less than half of that currently. Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and Fairview Heights, Illinois, is also a brand-new 10,000-square-foot facility that can see upwards to 10,000 patients. And I know... uh, Planned Parenthood of Illinois is expanding services throughout the state, as well as other um, physicians and providers um, from neighboring states are looking at opening new clinics in southern, central, and northern Illinois to meet the demand Mm -hmm. and make sure that their staff still have meaningful work to do as well. Megan, can you add to that uh, the resources that it will take here to care for millions of folks who are going to come from other states? 
Yeah, I think providers and um, people in, in our movement in reproductive health rights and justice have been preparing for this for a long time. Um, we have an ecosystem here in Illinois that is set up to support, as Allison said, these thousands of people um, that are going to be coming into the state. And um, make no mistake, this is something that has been happening for years. People have been coming into Illinois for years. We have seen the writing on the wall, as Allison mentioned, since 2019, um, when the first huge wave of bans was introduced across the country. Um, and, and, and we are going, Illinois is going to be here to support those people. Yeah. We have a responsibility and, and we're here. And the Chicago Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot says uh, Chicago will be a haven for people who need abortion. Would you say that that's true already, Megan? Um, I don't know if I would call it a haven. Um, we have very good laws compared to the states around us, but we know that legality does not always equal access, as I think many people are newly understanding this week. Um, so if we truly want Chicago and, and Illinois to be a haven, we need to not just protect abortion access in our state, but to expand it. Um, so we need zero-dollar copays for privately insured Chicagoans and Illinoisians. And we need to make sure that people who currently fall through the cracks of our laws um, protecting abortion access are supported here in our state. Allison, Illinois codified the, the right to abortion in 2019, as we, we've mentioned. But to be clear... The abortion Fund and Midwest Access Fund are resources our resource. So we have the financial ability to pay for transportation, accommodation, food, medicine, childcare, all of the other barriers that not only Illinoisans are facing, but those people outside of our state that are traveling to our state also need. So we need your volunteerism. We need your dollars, um, not just from private um, citizens and foundational support, but um, there is a role that Illinois and city and local governments can play in that as well. So um, I want to be clear, is there any chance that the state could outlaw abortion under a different administration, Allison? There's always the possibility, but um, it looks like the Reproductive Health Act, as it stands now, is enshrining a uh, or codifying Roe into law. Um, and just like we saw under Governor Rauner, who was a Republican governor who signed the bill into law that um, allowed for Medicaid to cover um, abortions in the state of Illinois. Like, abortion is a winning issue in our state, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a long time out before um, the tide turns. Um, anywhere devastating like Indiana, Missouri, Iowa, (laughs) Michigan, (laughs) Wisconsin. um, Name them all. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Megan, give us some more background here, because as we know, this state has some of the least restrictive rules in the nation when it comes to abortion. How did that come about? Yeah, I mean, Illinois has has long been a leader in protecting and advancing access. And I think um, our our citizens, the citizens, the people here that live in Illinois have been very clear about um, why they support abortion access, why it's a critical part of health care. The majority of people in Illinois and around the country don't, they don't want to see Roe overturned. They want abortion access protected. Um, and so we have great leadership in our state that's um, working hard to make sure 
that that happens and we have um, people who are coming out to support organizations like the Midwest Access Coalition, like the Chicago Abortion Fund, like Planned Parenthood of Illinois, the independent clinics. We have a really strong community here and we're loud and we need to continue to be loud and continue to lift up our voices and um, and and proclaim abortion is normal, abortion is healthcare, abortion is okay and um, and we need to continue to protect Illinois. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking with Megan Jaifo of the Chicago Abortion Fund and Allison Dreeth of the Midwest Access Coalition. They're filling us in on how Illinois abortion providers are preparing for Roe v. Wade to be overturned this summer. What does your organization do, Megan, for, for folks who don't have the resources to travel across state lines or to buy that plane ticket to, to get an abortion? Because not everyone can afford that. Yeah, the majority of people can't afford that. We know the majority of um, people in this country cannot afford a five, six, seven, twelve hundred dollars sometimes um, medical expense. And so, at the Chicago Abortion Fund, we support people from and traveling um, to Illinois from many different states. But as mentioned earlier, primarily Indiana and Missouri. And then we also support people staying in their home states for care in partnership with sibling funds around the region, primarily in Indiana. Um, Nebraska and increasingly Iowa. And then um, we, again, work in an ecosystem. We work closely with funds around the region, including um, the Hoosier Abortion Fund in Indiana, um, Women's Medical Fund of Wisconsin, the Kentucky Health Justice Network, with the Midwest Access Coalition, lots and lots of organizations that are all working together to do whatever it takes to get people to the care they want and deserve. Um, And yeah. And and you, you talked a lot earlier, Allison, about uh, the resources uh, available here in, in this state to, of course, not only handle uh, cases here with uh, our residents, but to, to handle the additional load. But can you clarify for us, are there going to be new clinics opening up in Illinois? It looks that way. Um, I know Planned Parenthood of Illinois is starting to expand abortion services in some of their already existing clinics that hadn't um, provided um, the procedural abortion but did provide medication abortion as well as looking at opening um, a new clinic, it seems. And um, I've been in contact with a, a clinic director in Tennessee who's looking at opening up Um, a clinic in Southern Illinois and seems really close to that day um, coming to fruition as well as physicians looking at the borders of Iowa and Wisconsin as well. So um, I'm very excited um, to see new clinics come to our state and to um, expand care. There will never not be enough clinics. Nobody should ever have to leave their hometown um, to access basic reproductive health care. Um, and no clinic should have to provide 10,000 abortions a year. You know, this is basic, um, care that is, um, more safe than taking Tylenol. And we should be able to get that care at our own OBGYNs or general practitioners, Mm -hmm. not just at abortion clinics. Megan, I know some of us are still scratching our heads about this news that uh, came down yesterday, uh, the leak, of course, of, of the um, uh, the Roe v. Wade ruling. But did you see this coming? Oh, absolutely. I think um, I talked to you all back in December um, while in D.C. Um, 
to right. uh, witness yes. oral arguments. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was very clear that day what was what was going to happen. Um, and then um, we've had, you know, the failure of the Supreme Court to act in Texas. Um, so that's been more writing on the wall. Um, so, yeah, this we have always used um, when Roe falls, not if Roe falls language, un- mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough one, even even preparing for this uh, this conversation today, Megan. I, I was deleting a lot of whens and ifs and, and sort of <laughs> using them interchangeably because I was like, which, well, which one do I say now? Because we kind of, you know, we kind of have our confirmation, even though we don't have our confirmation, if that makes sense. Yeah, we, we know what's coming. Two of our Midwestern neighbors, Iowa and Ohio, Allison, they've got laws that would go into effect if the landmark court ruling is overturned uh, that would ban abortion after six weeks. So can you talk about the impact that this would have on people who need to get abortions? Well, thankfully, um, there have been a lot of advancements made in abortion care since pre-Roe. So I've seen a lot of people on social media worried about um, people who accessing abortion care potentially dying. Um, while that still may be true in some instances, we've had great medical advancements like medication abortion that exists now, um, and that those are available um in every state and that we also need to talk about um, legality of abortion access does also not mean that abortion is inaccessible. Abortion pills will be available and that information on how to obtain them and legal support if you're in a state that is trying to um, make that harder to achieve. are out there to support you. So the landscape, thankfully, it has changed in the last 50 years, and organizations like CAF and MAC are going to work just as hard, if not harder, at getting that information out there so people can still seek the care um, and get the care that they need. One final question to both of you. You know, as we've discussed, the Supreme Court's expected to issue a final opinion on this in the summertime. But what is your message to folks listening right now who are just feeling really scared about the news? You first, Megan. Um, I, I think going back to what Allison just said is that we have made really great advancements in what kind of um, uh, abortion care is available to people and making clear that that is um that that is going to be an option. We have to work together to make sure that abortion is less stigmatized and, and not and destigmatized um, now. I think that's a big part of why we are where we are is that we don't have these conversations in our communities about why access to abortion is so important, why it is a gender justice and economic justice, a racial justice issue. And we need to connect dots for people so they understand um, why this is so important. Um, so I think I think being scared Yes, but know that there are people um, every day, like Allison said, we are working incredibly hard and we will not stop um, connecting people to the care they want. We, we will not stop. Allison, final thoughts from you? Just going off of what Megan said, too, you know, I'm a person who had an abortion in 2016. Um, I am loved. I am valued. That was okay. It was an easy decision for me. It's not something I had to toil after and um 
I am worthy of not only that abortion, but the love and support that organizations like ours um, provide for other people. So keep shouting your abortion stories. Keep signing up to volunteer, to rally, to donate your money, um, and to share accurate and information. Um, we won't go back, and we're not going to sit the sitting down. That is Allison Dreeth, Director of Strategic Partnership at Midwest Access Coalition, and Megan Jeifo, Executive Director of the Chicago Abortion Fund. Thank you both for your time. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.